Hey, this is Nathan. And this is Thomas. Today on Not the Pastor, we get to have a conversation with Brother John Waterloo. Now, he's the pastor of Central Baptist Church in Ponca City, Oklahoma. And he's going to talk to us about having our identity in Christ. As ministry leaders, it's easy to allow our roles or jobs or abilities to provide our identity. It's also easy to begin to define success by how many people showed up last week, or how many are at the altar, or how well the sermon was received. The problem, of course, is that we're supposed to find success in our faithfulness to the call of God on our life. And our identity is supposed to be found in what Christ has done for us. We hope this conversation helps keep our focus where it needs to be. so glad to have Brother Waterloo with us today. And so we are talking about our identity as ministers of the gospel. So Brother Waterloo, would you just just start us out and introduce this topic to us? What what are we talking about and how are we going to go about that today? Sure. Yeah, I'd like to take credit for the topic, but I can't. Um, Really just (laughs) flying in for the meeting here in Oregon. I was reading a book by David, Paul David Tripp. Uh, called yes. okay and, yeah it has some great chapters and i think the one that stood out the most to me was his one on identity yes and uh so just really that's what kind of sparked this on is you and i were talking thomas and that was just fresh on my heart at the men's yes. retreat because i think it's so important for all of us and uh, just to understand what is our identity where does it come from and how it impacts us probably impacts us more than we really realize yes sir right Yes, know, absolutely. So in my heart, this comes from, even from a senior pastor, you know, I'm uh, already looking for the, uh, if I could say the end of the race. At my age, you start looking down the line, thinking about retirement. You don't, you guys don't get that option. No. And uh, you know, how's that going to look? <laughs> and, and, and I've noticed some guys retire from a senior pastor standpoint. And what's interesting is as they retire, you'll hear them say stuff like, I don't know what to do now. Right. Wow. So, yeah. And, and and what they're saying is my identity was so wrapped up in being, you know, a pastor, yes, you know, sure. and now that yes. I'm not a pastor and I've even heard him say, you know, I feel like I'm less of a person. Wow. Uh, I, I feel like I don't know what to do with my life, you know, right. things like that. And, yes. and so over the years, so when I read the book from trip of the plane, it came to that chapter that just resonated in my mind yes. and not just for senior pastors. I think for anybody, right. You know, yes, that sir. we stop, we stop and look at that. So that's kind of yes. where this comes from. So then you already hinted at that, but why is where we put our identity so important? You hinted at it right there and just that you get to the end and you don't know what to do, those kind of things. But is there, is there more to that than just, than just that? Yeah, I, I think the problem is we're human. That's yes. part of it. Ah, and it. Um, as much as we would like to say that, uh, you know, we're perfect and spiritual and I mean, we know the right answers. I right. mean, if we were to stop and say, where's our identity? I think of Galatians 2.20. Correct. I am crucified with Christ. Yes. Nevertheless, I live, yep. not I, but Christ liveth in me. And uh, so we would even give that answer to oh, people. Yeah. Yes. You know, I think Romans 8.29 were to be conformed to the image of Christ. Yes. I mean, so you go through scripture and you know, hey, I'm supposed to be like Christ. I get my identity from Christ. But then the yeah. ministry happens. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. 
And when ministry happens, I, I think what happens there is we get caught up with, well, really everything. I think right. trying to please people, trying to match and compete with other ministers, ministries. Yes. You know, uh, if you're a pastor, this guy's running this much in his church. You know, so what is he doing better than me? And right. why, yeah. why is God blessing him more than me? If I'm a youth minister, same thing. What do we run yes. in our youth department? You know, and we run, yeah. run 20. Hey, we run 40. You know, it's right. like, ah, right. praise Jesus. Right. You know, yeah. and yes. uh, yeah. before, before long, what we don't realize is we're, we're actually gaining more of our identity from a horizontal perspective, as David Tripp mm. said, than a, than a vertical. And wow. he's right. So, yeah, for me, I, I you know, I relate a lot of things even from a pastor standpoint. Right. And I'll make statements even as I'm preaching or talking to people. Uh, years ago, I had to come to a point of it doesn't really matter. For instance, at the end of a, a message, I'll talk to my staff. The message isn't good because so many people say it's good. Right. Okay. Nor is the message good according to how many people come forward. Ooh, okay. Yeah, that's hard. I, I've had messages where nobody comes forward that I'm like, that was a good message. Right. If I do say so myself. If I do say so myself, that was good. <laughs> and I mean, and nobody's come forward. And right. I've had other, right. other messages. I'm like, I just got to finish this thing, man. This thing in my head feels so bad. Altar's yes. full. And I'm like, Okay, I don't, I don't know what's going on. Right. I really guys, do not know what's going on. <laughs> guys didn't listen to the same thing I just did. <laughs> yeah. So um, it does get crazy. So yes. uh, early on, uh, I just, I really came to conclusions like that doesn't validate who I am as a that's minister. Good. Yes, that's or, good. Or does it validate the message? But I got to tell you, you've got to really get that thought down because everything around you is telling you the opposite. I mean, everything right. is. Everything is telling you that yeah, the number in your church, number of people come forward, the number of people who like the message, those are the things that if we don't hear that, we suddenly feel like we didn't do it good. Right. Uh, and and yeah. it's, it's that's how our identity starts to change. Sure, okay? sure. Because okay. now there's just a subtle move in our head saying, I got to get your approval. Mm, uh, so approval. anyways, yeah. I, I think that's for me when, when I started yeah. looking at that and, and come to the conclusion that those things didn't matter. Uh, they really didn't that I, I was not in any way going to allow those to affect me and right. you still have to fight with that. Sure. But I think that helps. Then you can kind of start moving towards then what is my identity? Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, that's good. I can attest just to my own personal life. Some of those times when those, you know, people passing by in the foyer and they're saying, Hey, that was a great job. And I feel that little, little bit of pride creeping up. Oh like, yeah. Oh man, I am a good preacher, right? Yeah, that's like, exactly right. I what, nailed that one. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That was good. <laughs> like, like, and seriously, I remember like those kind of thoughts. And then also like just having to be reminded that, that I have to let Jesus be the one in control of that. And so the, I catch myself, of course, saying all the right things, you know what I mean? Right, like you right. said, oh no, praise God. That's good. But then like, not really meaning any of that, like praise right. God as I'm like <laughs> tapping myself on the back, like good right. job there. Uh, and, yeah. But the, the truth is I can get wrapped up in being a preacher or being the, the youth guy for a while. Those, then those couple of weeks after I stepped down mm -hmm. as a youth pastor, that was weird and mm -hmm. felt like, man, what am I doing? What's going on? Cause that was what I did for a long, long time. And yeah. there was a little bit of, a little bit of who I was wrapped up in. Exactly. What I did. Yes, sir. Yeah. And I think yeah. in David Tripp's book, he says this, one of his quotes, We'll just do a book study here. Perfect. I love it. Uh, getting our identity from ministry is not only a dangerous and miserable ministry experience, yeah. 
but also disrupts the kind of ministry community that we need and that serves the spiritual health of fellow leaders. And uh, so I like that. And I like just his thought process there that, you know, that's really a dangerous road to go down if we're getting our identity from, you know, what we're doing or the people around us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Because if you think about it, all those things change. Right. Yes. I mean, if you look at COVID last year, it's crazy. Because I even found myself, you know, you're watching and some people are like, we started a new church and man, yeah. we're just growing and going strong. And yeah. the rest of us are going, man, I, I, I wasn't even able to knock a door last year, right? you know, because yes. of, in our area, you know, the COVID and stuff and I'm a loser, right. you know, and yeah. right. Right. this guy's way more spiritual than me. I mean, he started a church in the middle of right. COVID. Right. Right. And I ran into another guy who in their area wanted to start a church and couldn't, you know, so there, there's that comparison again, when we start yes. doing that, which we just can't, we cannot go down that road. And I think we have to constantly fight that wanting to make our job, our identity. And as men, of course, I think it's a natural thing. Yes. Yep. No matter where you work, you know, what's the first question we ask? If I run into Nathan, you know, Hey Nathan, how are you doing? Hey Nathan, where do you work? What do you do? Yep. Yeah. What do you do? I mean, that's, that's where we default to, Yes. you know, because so much of our, our time is put there, which is natural. The right. problem is we then associate our identity with it. Yeah, right. You know, right. uh, I'm a truck driver. You know, right. I work at this company. Uh, like yes. I heard one guy in the plane. It was interesting. Before I read this chapter, there's a guy behind me on a plane and he works at OSU. And as a young man, he, he got in kind of the ground level. I uh, was working at OSU and just retired there. But I mean, in this conversation, without the other guy asking, he's already explaining how he moved up the company and now he's, he's running that department wow you know and and just saying hey i work at osu and i work here he had to make sure he knew hey and i'm the boss right yeah no so i'm listening to this going yeah that's pretty normal yeah Yeah. it's kind of kind of sly and kind of easy but he was saying hey my identity is in i'm not just a grunt anymore you know i'm somebody important because now i run it and i wanted to say and actually we all still put on our pants the same way (laughs) right yeah sure you know it's like that's good yes (laughs) It doesn't make you better than the guy. It was a young man sitting next to him. And it's like, but again, that's kind of where this identity thing comes. And even in Christianity, we fall prey to that. Uh, People who love Jesus fall prey to it. And I think we have to be conscious of it. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And and so if we can segue that, I think from a staff's situation, which Thomas and I were talking about a little bit. Yeah, I've always been amazed. It's like, especially in our fellowship. So I guess being a senior pastor, I'm allowed to say this. Okay. And quite honestly, if I wasn't a senior pastor, I'd still say it. Yes, fair enough. I'd just probably have have you edit it. Um, (laughs) But yeah, probably one of the most frustrating things for me, and I love the camp we used to go to and and the men, but I remember even as a young pastor, even as a youth director, you couldn't be in charge of anything at camp unless you were a senior pastor. Really? Yeah. And I'm like, are you serious? So like the sports guy. You know, they're, they're nominating some guy who knows nothing about sports because right. he has to be in charge because he's a pastor. And you got like 20 youth directors there, you know, who run right. stuff all the time. <laughs> and a youth director is going to run it anyways because that pastor is like, uh, hey, John, right. yeah. why don't you run the sports? But you know, you're not allowed to lead the sports because, right. well, you're not a senior pastor. Wow. And, wow. and I remember as a young man, yeah, kind of going, wow. I'm going, really? Huh. Yeah, seems silly. See, even when I became a pastor, I got on their board there. I'm trying to change that and go, hey, guys, I guess I'm allowed to say it now that I'm a pastor. Right. Uh, but shouldn't we have, like, the guys talented for these positions? Right. I mean, right. You know, like, the spiritually gifted? Yes. Um, right. yeah. does it, 
I don't really see where they have to be a senior pastor right. to lead music, uh, right. to run each of the you know programs. And I know they were adamant, no, no, it has to be a senior pastor. Oh, wow. And, right. and right there, I thought, wow. So even as pastors, we're actually hurting the identity of our staff men by yeah. making them feel like they're less yeah. of a ministry person because they're not a senior pastor. Wow. Yes. And, yeah. and I'm like, no, that is so bad. Oh, sure. man. So I don't know if you guys have run into that, but for me, I fight that really hard. Uh, I really do. If I go to fellowship meetings, I try to look up staff guys that I know or someone on staff. I don't try to just hang around senior pastors. And and because I I know what that's like, it's like just kind of pushing the staff to the side. And I'm like, no, they're ministers with us. We're a team. Yeah. Yeah. I've certainly heard testimony of those kind of situations happening, right? Staff guys and not complaining or just maybe in a situation moving up and just like, you know, I want to do different or do better. But honestly, I, I, I'm, I guess I'm just blessed in that. That's just not how, not how my pastor is. And so that's that's wonderful. I get to get to be a part of. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. What is brother George listening to the podcast? That's why you're saying that right now. Probably. Uh, yes. I mean, brownie just, points right now. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I love my pastor very, very much. He's, he's the best boss I've ever best had. Best boss <laughs> ever. I think I That's said that so right. Good. Let me make sure. Let me check my script real quick. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> no, no, but, but I'm serious about that. Like he tells me often, Hey, we have a missionary coming in. Will, will you take them to, to you take them to dinner tonight? Yeah. Amen. And right. yeah, those kind of things. And some of that, and he, he would say, some of that is the times that he worked underneath other guys. He didn't have those same opportunities. That's correct. And so yeah. I, I, I think that it probably is needful for some of the guys out there listening to hear that very same thing that, Hey, just, just because of the position that you're in doesn't make you less of oh no person in the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. that's, that, that's certainly true of the associate pastors and the youth pastors out there, but but I think that that's true of you know, the pastor too, right? Yeah. Correct. We're, we're all part of that same body. That's right. There's, I mean, there's there's a difference in position, I suppose. Right. But yeah, we're all part of that same body. We're supposed same to be part working. Of the body. Yep. Yeah. So, so I, I appreciate that. I think that that's very helpful. My associate brother Lynn's been with us for, for I think like 23 years. Mm-hmm. Literally, awesome. he could be a senior pastor right now right. easily but he doesn't feel the call to be a senior pastor. It's awesome. And I'll be honest with you, and he's not even listening, and I'm going to say this, but we're where we're at today at Central Baptist Church because of him from a, just from a human standpoint. Right. Yeah. You know, we are a really good team together, and awesome. he helps covers and, and makes me strong in areas that I'm not as strong. And yeah. together, I, I can't imagine not ministering without him in a right. team yeah. aspect. And I mean, he's smart, and he preaches phenomenal, and he can lead, and everything a senior pastor does but yeah, I don't look at him as less than me. Right. Uh, I, I think the guy's more spiritual than me, to be quite honest with you. I really <laughs> yeah. do. I'm like, he's a great yeah. guy. I mean, he, yeah. he's got great character, wonderful guy. And yet, yeah, sad as me sometimes, people always ask him, so when are you going to become a senior pastor? Right. Why do I have to do that? Yes. Now, if God's called you, that's wonderful. Yes, sure. But he's like, I'll do it in a heartbeat if God calls me. Yes. But I appreciate his mindset that I don't need that yes. to validate who I am in Christ. Mm, that's so good. You know, yeah. it's like, I'm yeah. very content where I'm at and not from a, yeah, I don't want the big position, you know, right. yeah. but just saying, Hey, Christ, uh, he's, he's prayed to go to the mission field, mm-hmm. ask God to use him different places. And God's not, you know, giving him that call or that burden or that wow. door. Yeah. Yeah. So he faithfully serves at central Baptist That's and awesome. is a crazy good asset to yes. our yeah. church body. That's wonderful. That's so awesome. brother Waterloo, uh, if, if 
an individual, maybe it's a senior pastor or an associate, somebody on staff, youth pastor finds themselves in that, in that place, where maybe they're becoming aware God's revealing to them, Hey, I am struggling with this. I am finding my identity in what I do. Not, not right. the fact that I'm a Christian first, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, in Christ, but this is something, my accomplishments, that approval, that's something I crave. What can they do? What can we do to help ourselves to transition back to that contentment in, in who we are in Christ? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I have no idea. Okay. Well, okay. And, 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 no, just kidding. <laughs> that's right. Thanks. That's that a great podcast. Thanks for coming. <laughs> yeah. No, we just, we just show the problem. We don't fix it. Okay. Right. That's okay. another okay. podcast. Yeah, okay. Makes sense. Sounds good. Yeah. You know, honestly, I, I don't think it just happens overnight. You know, obviously the answer is, you know, we get in scripture and right. you take some verses like Galatians 2.20 and Romans 8.29 uh, and you really develop a biblical mindset of not only identity, but, but I think you could segue into, you know, what is success? You know, those things kind of, kind of go together and really see that, Hey, Christ is my measuring stick. Right. You know, we know in, in Corinthians comparing themselves among themselves, they are not wise, but I, I think it really comes down to saying, what does Christ expect out of me? Mm. And that become my measuring stick because we know the Bible talks about in bearing fruit, some do 30, some 60, you know, some hundred. So, right. Hey, if I'm a 30, I should say, well, I am doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Right. Oh, and I'm yeah. happy. I don't need to compare to that guy who's running three times what I'm running, you right. know, or reaching people. It's like, Hey, God's given him that ability. He better be doing that. But yeah. I'm going to find my identity, my contentment, my peace in the fact of I am meeting to the best of my ability, what Christ wants me to be. And that is in my character in my work and my mm -hmm. family, mm -hmm. regardless of what other people think. And, and referring to it often, again, I think we're fleshly. Yes. It's a great yes. podcast. But that doesn't mean any one of us here in a week or two or a month aren't going to go, oh, man. Yeah. That's uh, it. I'm going to find my identity, you know, and right. somebody, you know, for me, okay, so who, who asked me to preach for them? Right. You know, and how often do I get to preach out? And, yeah. and where do I go? Yeah. You know, you can easily start finding your identity in that. And so yeah. that's Or I, I have this many people at church today because yeah. I invited them and that's led exactly to the Lord, right. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then yeah. when you get to that, the problem is when that changes, because life changes, right. what happens yeah. to your identity? Yeah. You're in trouble. But if you keep going back to scripture right. and you keep yeah. going back to, hey, uh, who am I in Christ? Am I being faithful? Am I using my spiritual gifts? Yeah. Am I part of the body of Christ? Then, hey, uh, I'm just going to be available for whatever God wants. So it's a mindset that you have to keep renewing and refreshing in a world. Well, come on. We have social media. Right. Oh, yeah. It's one of the best oh. and worst things ever. <laughs> yes. you know? And I'm an old guy and I'm not against it. I think it, it's great. Yeah. But the inherent dangers of it is I tease all the time. You put something on Facebook, Instagram, whatever's you know, hip hop today. Right. And, uh, <laughs> you know, you look and did I get a hundred likes or right. well, yeah. 500 likes, you know? Yeah. And yep. if not a little disappointed, yes. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. man, if tw 20 people saw it, praise Jesus. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yes, sir. Yeah. It is interesting that as we're talking about the things that can steal or, or that we can put our identity in, they're almost all good things. Yeah. We're oh, about yeah. Be, well, except we, for Facebook, but go ahead. Right. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's awful. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, that's, no, that's right, though. But we, I mean, we, we're talking about like, hey, I'm a good preacher. We, we want, I mean, we, we, we shouldn't be taking pride in being bad at it. I'm right. Like, oh, I'm awful. Right. At this. That's great. Right. Like, no, yeah. or like, or Brother Nathan, you're right. Like, hey, I have, 
I, I'm, I've done the work to bring people to Jesus and bring people to the church. Yeah. That's a wonderful thing. Yeah. And uh, one of the examples that, that Tripp gave in his book was uh, having a great marriage. Right. And that's mm. like, that's what we want that we want. Yeah, to exactly. have right. marriages. Yeah. But, right. but if those become the things that we, uh, they become who we are, then man, right. we're in trouble because, well, I've, been married for 10 years which is a lot shorter than a lot of people but i'm just telling you i've been through some seasons where i've it's been really great and there have been some really hard times too (laughs) right (laughs) and those times that are really hard i tend to think man maybe maybe this maybe i'm messing it up maybe i'm doing well i probably am in some ways but also (laughs) it's not it's not about the fact that i I mean i need the grace and mercy of god to move forward in my life in that way so. Yeah, I, I've noticed too, Thomas, on that on that line of things, if we are having our identity in something else other than Christ, like you mentioned, Brother Waterloo, if it's something such as I have a great marriage or I'm a good parent, my kids are good, that then when you have that bad day, so the kids are misbehaving at church, uh-huh. that it, it, man, it rocks your world. Right. right. Because like, I, I no, I'm a good parent. You, you don't understand. You know, <laughs> right. you're, you're making me look bad. Little Johnny, little Susie, you know, th- this is not who I am. And it just, it, that's probably a good indicator that our, if something like that happens, that's probably a good indicator that we are finding our identity in something else than, wow. than where we should. Hmm. Uh, man, that's just, that's when we probably need to start looking up Galatians two twenty and Romans <laughs> chapter eight and, and doing some, some uh, realignment there. So yeah, that, yeah, I appreciate those passages. Well, you, you brought up a good point too, though, from the reverse side that we shouldn't place someone else's identity in events and things either. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. That's good. So that's like fair. you said, because I think that's the other side of that. I'll give you an illustration from camp as you were saying that, you know, I was a youth director and we're taking our kids to camp. I'm sorry. At this time I was a pastor. I was, I was a pastor of the church. Okay. We took our kids to camp. We had one of those rambunctious teenagers. Yes. And I'll give you the story. They're yeah. walking up the hill and there's three guys. And the one guy decides that he's going to moon the two guys behind him <laughs> at youth camp. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, what he doesn't see is two pastors wives right. behind those two guys. Of course. of course. Right. Yes. So, so he moons them. <laughs> so they come and find me. Okay. Uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I'll never forget this because uh, the camp director finds me and, sit, and brings me into his room and brother Waterloo, man, I'm just so disappointed. And I'm like, well, so am I. It's not like, I mean, it's not like we, we practice this at Central Baptist Church. And I'm like going, <laughs> so I'm kind of laughing like this going, yeah, you know, we're going to play some on probation. We'll, we'll stick somebody with him. Cause it's like Thursday, you know, you got one right. day left, you leave. Right. Uh, but then I'll never forget. He's like, oh, you know, Brother Waterloo, I had high hopes for you. And I thought one day maybe we could use you as a camp speaker or something. And I remember standing there going, wow, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> so because somebody else mooned somebody, <laughs> suddenly my ability to be a preacher is gone. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. And I did sense. I didn't say no anything. Way. I just like, oh, I'm so sorry, sir. And yeah. I walked out. But but I'm great. I'm glad at that point in my ministry, it irritated me. Yes. Right. You know, I was very irritated, but I, I wasn't upset. It didn't rock right. me. Yeah. I was right. like, yeah. My thought was, I don't have to preach here. Right. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. isn't my identity. Yeah, you know, not, I don't need that. I'd yeah. write, and, and I'd already yeah. come to that. By the time that happened, I was there in my ministry, yeah. and I really could walk out smiling, going, This is hilarious. Yes. And yes. sad. <laughs> yes. Uh, at the same time, <laughs> yeah. that you know, another minister is going to place somebody else's minister yeah. you know, identity yes. in right. an event, a situation. Right. Going back to another quote out of um, 
Mr. Tripps here uh, talking about what we can control. And, and he, he leads this, he says this, and because he looks to ministry to give him a sense of worth, he is tempted to assign to himself more power to produce results than any late leader will ever have. And then he says, no leader has the power to create change. Yeah. No leader is able to determine results. No leader can control the response of people, let alone mm. the flow of events. Mm. No leader has the ability to soften hearts, to make them faithful, humble, and courageous. Yeah. No leader can control the opinions of fellow leaders. Yes, right. There it is. And no yep. leader can cause people to hunger for the gospel. No leader is a change agent. Rather, every ministry leader is a tool in the toolbox of the one who alone holds the power of change in his hands. Wow. And so even from that, there's yes. going to be other ministers, yeah. church members, and people that try to form our identity by yes. what we do or, or right. don't right. do. I think we have to fight that as well. Number yeah. one, don't do it to other people. Right. Yes. I, I yes. Hope, you know, we want to stop and go, man, I don't want to do that to an associate. So as a senior pastor, I don't mm -hmm. want to do that to an associate, another pastor friend. Yes. Because of an event or something that suddenly I'm looking at them different yeah. of yeah. who they really are in Christ because of something really they can't control. Right. Right. I mean, it, they can't control that, you right. know, uh, people in their church and so right. forth. So I think that's a good lesson for us to on the flip into that. Yeah, that's good. It's not our job to change others. It's not our job to produce results in them and produce fruit in them. But if we are finding our identity and being a pastor or a youth pastor, then we will feel the weight and the burden to do that. We'll feel the pressure. It, yeah. we'll, we will bear a burden that we were not intended to bear. Not in yeah. intended to bear at all. That's, that's correct. Yeah. Yeah. So, Brother Waterloo, if we are, see, maybe, maybe this is um, a bit of accountability there, but if, if you're a pastor at your church and you're seeing, uh, we had Tim Russell on our, uh, on our yeah. podcast a couple of weeks Amen. ago. And Do you so know him? Um, <laughs> I reserve the right to remain silent. Okay. okay. Very, very good. Good answer. Well, well, well let's pretend he's a, he's a youth pastor in the church. <laughs> let's just, for the sake of uh, argument, pretend that. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. okay. And so you, maybe you see a guy like a guy like that a guy you're, you're under, you're over, you're kind of the overseer there or not kind of, you are the overseer there at central Baptist. And you see a guy on staff kind of taking on that identity that is not where it's supposed to be. You know, mm -hmm. we're supposed to find that in Christ, but he's wrapping himself up in, in whatever ministries. And I, I used Tim just because we had him on the podcast. Sure. Right? Yeah. But the, wh what do you do as a, as a senior pastor, how mm. do you help somebody who's underneath you? And then if we could take a, like the next step to that question is how as the staff guy, is there a way that we can be a help to other staff guys or our pastor in uh, keeping each other accountable and working together in that? And, and honestly, for us, staying where we're supposed to be and being respectful and mm. uh, appropriate to the position that they're in. Yeah, I, I can't speak for every pastor, of course. Two right. things come to mind for me. One, of course, one of the things we try to do is a couple times a year, we'll, we'll read a book mm. and we'll discuss it. Uh, that's always nice because like this topic will be brought up. I'll highlight this. Uh, I think it's on April 5th. We have targeted that we'll sit down and go over this book okay. and we kind of go chapter by chapter and the whole staff's there and everybody gives some thoughts, you yes. know, so that'll be one that I'll highlight is that chapter, yes. especially since we did this amazing podcast on right. it. Yeah. That just probably got so many yes. hits and reviews right. by then I'll be able right. to just tell them, listen to the podcast. Right. Um, so I, I think that's one way, knowing that that's an issue is just addressing it ahead of time yes. uh, that you can by just discussions. Now, yes. uh, you know, hopefully pastors do that. 
I know something, you know, again, I can just talk about what we do. Right. And, and I know we like to have just a lot of discussions. So we do a Monday staff meeting and we discuss everything, you know, from what's going on in the church to we'll get, a, we'll get into topics like this. Okay. Uh, secondly is I think just when, when it happens, sometimes you don't know it's there. Right. Really like there's a conflict, maybe a parent's mad at the youth director or teenagers aren't wanting to show up. Yes. You know, and then, then by the response, maybe of the youth director, you would find, you would know, yes. oh, wait a minute. You know, yeah. I feel like a loser. I'm not doing a great job. Okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. Yeah. Uh, is that in response to, you know, this family left or this family's mad or this right. family doesn't like you? Uh, then we want to back up. I, I think, right. You always evaluate those things. Is there anything I could do to change? Right. But what we don't want it to do is to give it your identity, your values. Yes. That's good. You know, because you're never going to please everybody. Man, yep. if that was mine, I and mean, we lose, there was a time we'd lose like 50 people a year at Central Baptist Church. Wow. Some of that was moving, some dropping out. And right. to this day, we have 25 to 30 people leave a year. Mm. I mean, mm. that's just standard in our area, you wow. know, and I'm sure every church has, you know, some so, percentage, yeah. some form, but I know that's ours because I've been there so long, I track it. Yes. And so like for us, if we don't grow by 25, 30, then we decline, yes. you know, so that's kind of our, our gauge there as, as we watch that. Right. So in that people leaving, man, I, I've got probably two or three churches all over town. Right. What I mean by that is if they would actually come back. Well, we could plant, we, we would be reaching all over Pocket City. Right. Probably sure. two or three churches the same size we have right now have come wow. and gone. Wow. You know, and so one of the things that you have to learn is whether someone's upset or spiritually they drop out or they move, you cannot take it personal. It's good. You it's cannot good. take it personal. Yeah. But like I said, you don't always see it. I don't always see it in a staff person right. until it happens. Yes. And then, then you're able to address it. So yeah. the, the two points summing up would be you try to address this early in conversations and training, yeah. and then you address it whenever you see it. Yeah. Yeah. I know that there've been those times in my pastor's office going, Oh yeah. what is this? I, I, I'm, I'm so confused. I've, I've put all of this in and why are this? And right. like, it's not your job to do like, it's your job to do the first part of that statement. It's not right. your job to make them do whatever you were about to say that they didn't do. Like, it's really not. <laughs> I know. And, and th those conversations were helpful and got me back. I mean, they didn't always feel good, right? <laughs> right, always, right. It wasn't always like I was happy about it, but I, yeah. I remember some of those where I was like, man, I wish this guy was growing or, and, and we're back to the quote, right? From Paul Tripp, we, we can't be the agent of change. We uh -huh. can only be the tool. Then yeah. uh, that guy has to make that choice. Yeah. That's, was there something that a staff guy could do? I mean, how, uh, if there was a, a staff guy at your church, I mean, how would, how would you, hope that they would approach you in that situation yeah now again uh, every church is a little different right. we, we have a pretty open forum i believe all the guys there i understand my role as a senior pastor right right okay and and i get that but i i don't have the attitude that i'm better than them right i yeah. don't have the attitude i'm more spiritual than them and uh, so yeah i would hope they would have the freedom i'd probably say in our staff not all of them would probably feel that comfortable right you know, yes. uh, but like Brother Lynn, who's been with me 23 years, you know, he has and does. Yeah. You know, Tim now being there nine years, Brother Jose, 10. You know, there's several guys that have been there longer that yes. I think they feel a little more apt to. Now, sure. I'd be open to it no matter what. Right. You know, right. but I, I also get from a staff side, sometimes depending on the relationship, that's difficult. Sure. Yeah. But uh, yeah, if I'm, you know, down, depressed, and I'm like, oh, we lost these families, or, well, matter of fact, the other day, I was talking about just a sermon that I thought wasn't that good. And so I came in, I was talking, I go, ah, oh, yeah. I, I didn't feel good a couple weeks ago before I preach. So I got all the sinus congestion. And so I'm, I'm not feeling like I'm thinking straight. My style, I memorize most of my messages. Okay. 
So, you know, I'm preaching and I just didn't like the flow, how it turned out. And so on Monday morning staff meeting, I remember talking to secretary and I'm like, yeah, I said, man, I, just a rough day. And she said, no, no, pastor, the sermons were great. I go, nah, they really weren't. And she's like, hey, do you need some just extra accolades? I'm like, actually, I don't. Right. <laughs> I, I said, I, I really know uh, it was fine. It was the word of God. I said, but right. there's nothing you're going to say <laughs> that's going to make me feel great about Sunday night's message in particular, because right. I yeah. just didn't feel good. And so yeah. you can say whatever you want. So I, I tell you that because the, the funny part about it, she felt even a secretary, she's been with us a long time. She's Brother Lynn's yeah. wife. The ability to say, Pastor, are you just feeling you need some little accolades and pats yeah. on the back and so sure. forth? Right. You know? That's and, great. And I didn't attack her. I appreciate it. I'm like, no, but you yeah. know what? Sometimes yeah. you do feel like you need that. And then a reminder of saying, hey, uh, my wife's actually the best. At it. <laughs> my wife, she takes the other side. She's like, hey, did you preach what God said? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I did. Then what's the problem? Right. Yeah. <laughs> nothing, honey. Nothing at all. Nothing. Thank you. <laughs> right. That's awesome. But th that's exactly yeah. right. So, yeah. yeah, it's a hard question you ask because yes. staff, pastor relationships are different everywhere. Yes. Yeah. Right. I, I, would, yes. I would like to say that all of them are really good, but that's not a reality. So I think if, if a staff person comes and they're not rebuking or attacking. Right. That's but they important. are, that, that really, that, that's probably the line. Yes. You know, uh, some pastors are going to handle that fine. Like I said, Brother Lynn rebukes me. I'm like, oh. I mean, uh, he's right. a pastor. I'm like, I got it. Thank right. you very yes. much. We're also right. good friends. So yeah, I know I'm kind of rambling there because it's so difficult, it's honestly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's not like a concrete answer there. Yes, sir. But yeah. I think lovingly just encourage the pastor, there maybe by some. I think edify and encourage that pastor. That's about all you can do right. uh, outside of saying, hey, you know, pastor, you're, you're kind of messed up with your identity right now. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. probably not going to go over great. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. just to be honest with you. Yes. Like I said, for yeah. me, it would be fine. I'm not just patting myself on the back. Right. It's just longevity of our staff. Sure. And I yeah, would hate sense. to give that advice to a new staff member right. that are here. <laughs> yes. Hey, yes. my pastor's got an identity problem. I'm going right. to help them. Yes. Right. Well, if you're probably there, not going to go over good. <laughs> probably not. Yeah. You've only been there a year, so you right. probably don't know what the identity is anyway. So you that's know. what I'm saying. You, know? <laughs> you must listen to the next week's podcast too. Okay. That, that's <laughs> exactly right. But I think <laughs> if you have longevity there, you have good relationships yes. with the pastor, lovingly just encouraging, yes. strengthening, that's good. and kind of mentioning identity without attacking. Yes. Kind of suddenly saying, hey, you know, our identities in Christ. And, you know, right. you're almost preaching a message without attacking the pastor. Right. Yeah. And, no, and hopefully good. it'll click. Right. Right. So, yeah. Brother Waterloo, is there anything that you do that helps keep the appropriate and right distance between our identity and our ministry? Yeah, that, that's a broad question, of course. Yes. I, I would say like for me, like, like I alluded to at the beginning, you know, I watch a lot of ministries. Not to judge. I think you can learn from the good and the bad. And so for me right now, one of the things I want to make sure that I have is the proper philosophy when it's time for me to retire. Yeah. You know, whenever that is, I'm ready for that and ready to, you know, pass that mantle, as you would say, pass the baton on to the next guy and be able to just serve. Yeah. You know, I, like for me, yes. most of the time, and you're almost getting to another area, you know, they want the senior pastor that's been there forever to leave because you want, you want the next guy to be able to, to lead and everything. And I get that. Right. But, but I also, I, I have a little different philosophy there. By the time I retire, I'll be at Central like 40, 45 years. Right. I mean, that's literally our home, yeah, you know? Yeah. And so for me to go, okay, see you guys later. Yeah. You know, yeah. Just move. Right. I, I think it'd be more damage to the church. Sure. So what, yeah. what I'm working on right now, we're talking 10 to 15 years before that happens, is to have the right proper attitude to realize I'm going to serve that next pastor. I'm going to cause zero problems. I mean, seriously, right. I'm just developing the right mindset of knowing awesome. where my identity is at. So when I right. pass that mantle on, 
it's great. Yes. So I, some of the things that I do for that, for instance, like my associate brother Lynn does most of our counseling now. Okay. Okay. He loves to counsel. And I'm like, and I love that he loves to counsel. Yeah. Yes. Jesus. You know, <laughs> I, I love to not counsel. <laughs> right. And I do a lot of it and I'm fine. It's just, I, I've done it for like 30, 30, 30 something years. He's just started studying a lot and saying, man, I, I can't wait to counsel. I'm like, you can have as much as you want. <laughs> Don't wait. Here it is. <laughs> so this may seem strange, but to answer your yes. question, I try to delegate things out Yes. rather than being in control of them right to, to make sure that I keep my reality that if I die in a car wreck, Central Baptist Church is fine. Yes. Okay. Because our, our other associates can preach and teach and lead, and I give them opportunity to do that, but it doesn't have to be about me. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so to yeah, keep okay. that balance, I just really repel that it's about the senior pastor. Mm-hmm. It's about Christ. And, and like for us in October, what, I don't know how many years ago, they started doing pastor appreciation. Sure. Yes. Uh, like for yes. us, we do staff appreciation. Okay. So literally everybody, all of our ministers on our staff get recognized. Wow. And uh, the offering they take up, we split up. So instead of it all going to me, it literally goes to our staff. And one of the reasons for that is I want our church to see that this is a ministry team. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This isn't, and I don't want all this weight on the senior pastor's shoulder. Right. I'm like, yeah. this is something we do together. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, to answer your question on that, it, it's more developing a philosophy now right. and putting yeah. to, to practice some things yes. that keep a balance mm-hmm. and keep the identity where it needs to be. But yeah, I do all those other things too. I go on vacation. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like I, I don't go on vacation. I'm worried that when I get back, the church is kicking me out. Right. Yeah. yeah that's I, good. No, I had a pastor friend. Yeah. He wouldn't take vacation because he was always afraid that when he came back, there'd be some problem or something. Yeah. I, I just don't. I'm like, I go on vacation. I spend time with my family. I, I don't worry about it. You know, we have cell phones. You right. know, my staff will call me if they have a quick question. And if not, I'm like, guys, handle it. You guys know what you're doing. Yes. I mean, yeah. right. You guys are professionals. Yeah. Do, do what you're called to do. Good. The, the, I guess those just aren't issues for me, you know, sure. in, yeah. in that realm. I, I like our staff getting involved and doing yeah. stuff. Yeah. So you're, you're, I mean, first of all, literally pastor is probably what people call you. So yeah, that, right. that could be challenging. I mean, it's just t- taking a step back to the beginning of the conversation that you know, we're trying to avoid having our identity and our position. Well, it's, it's right. difficult when somebody's always calling you right. <laughs> by your position. Exactly. Like pastor, Pastor Water. <laughs> but, but you don't have a problem with delegating the responsibilities of being the pastor as well as distributing the blessings oh, of being, yeah. being the pastor. And, and you're not threatened when... When somebody else is doing a good job, uh, maybe they preached a message that, and somebody's telling you how good they did preaching or oh. something along those lines. No, that's great. I want, matter of fact, I bring in people who speak better than me. Right. Okay. Yeah. No, there's some guys that's like, I don't want to bring in good speakers, man. My church, what are they going to think? I'm like, what? Right. Yeah. I want my church to get the best. <laughs> yeah. Right? You no. Know? Yeah. So, I mean, they're yeah. stuck with me as their pastor. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. so every once in a while, they need to get, you know, like, I don't know, like a little vacation time of preaching. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, no, often my staff will have a sermon better than mine. I mean, seriously, I'm not just yeah. saying that. Sure, yeah. I mean, it's a phenomenal sermon. I'm like, man, that yeah. was really good. And they yeah. bring out some wonderful points. I, I can honestly say, those things don't threaten me. Yeah, I, I, I love it. I love it. And I'm assuming all pastors do it. I hope they do. It's like my, my brother B said this. Uh, he, he, I'm sorry. He's my father-in-law. I took over for him. He okay, was gotcha. a pastor where I'm at for 25 years. Hmm. When he left, the church exploded. Hmm. Not literally. Hmm. Okay. But, right, uh, right. but yeah, grew. we grew, we doubled yeah. in size. And I remember hmm. it's four or five years later and other ministers were asking, man, 
how do you feel about that? Don't you feel right. bad? He's like, why what? would I feel bad? Okay. <laughs> he was my associate for seven years. Right. I trained him. He's my son-in-law. I want him to do well. Matter of fact, yeah. I left because I saw God working in his life and right. felt like I was done there. But yeah. no, every time they grow, I'm ecstatic about it. Yeah, and and I watched that I, and I saw that in him. And I said, I want to be like that. Yes. Yes. There wasn't a competition. And anytime yes. the church did good, I could tell him, right. hey, brother B, this is great. And there wasn't this, well, you know, I started that. Well, you know, if it wasn't for me, well, right. yeah. I mean, none of that. He yeah. was always like, man, I'm praying for you. This is great. I really feel the same way. That's what I learned from him. Right. I'm like, if somebody, mm. I hope the next pastor takes the church to way past the next level, whatever that is. Right. Right. I mean, yeah. really? Yes. And you say, are you going to be mad? So I've poured four years of the church. Right. It grows and does more. Yeah. Why that would that bother sense. me? Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like going, yeah. I, I would be, I'm going to be the number one supporter going, man, way to go. Right. Uh, that, that young man's going to come in, whoever he is with passion or a different vision that mm. God's equipped him for, for central Baptist church. And I'm going to step aside and say, I'll help you any way I can. You Good. point me where you want me. And if you want me out of the way, I'll get out of the way. You just do it. That's the way it ought to be. So yeah. I think that that's a wonderful, a, a wonderful mindset for a pastor to have. But that same mindset should that, that should start before that, right? We're talking to most of our listeners or guys that aren't pastors yet. It's what? True. Oh, I got to go. I didn't know. So, But like, it, it, I, I think it's just worth saying that like we have those same opportunities to, when I'm right. responsibility for this ministry or that ministry. Uh, we've talked about it before that passed on a youth group to someone else. Well, it would be foolish to say, no, I hope they, I hope they fail. No, right. I want them to do better than <laughs> That's what exactly I did. Right. I think, I, and we had, we had a situation in that where I was really struggling to minister to a specific teenager. It just, I, I, there were, uh, could have been a ton of reasons, but I think we just, our personalities clashed a little bit. And when I left the youth group, he started coming back and, oh, yeah. and, <laughs> and, was, and, and I did, I had somebody come, are, uh, how do you feel about that? Or like, Oh, are you, uh, did you see? And I'm like, that's awesome. I'm yeah. I like, I want, yes, good. I, and it was actually, it was the youth pastor. That's how the youth pastor comes. He's like, well, what I feel a little bit weird about that. Cause he like, don't feel weird. Like, oh no love him and do exactly yeah. like, keep going and do it better oh, awesome. than i did it's um, good and, but that has to start before here otherwise we get to the end and in all that you're saying right i'm preparing to be done and i'm preparing for that long before you but if you don't if you don't start somewhere then you get to the end we, we've seen examples of oh. that where preachers oh, yeah. are like no this is what i do and yeah. they hold on for far too long hold on too long hold on too long right or, yep. or they or they are forced to right? They're sick and they cannot perform the function of the pastor mm -hmm. anymore. Yeah. And then they, but they, they stay and they cause trouble and problems. And that's yes. where and we've, we've seen that happen. And A lot. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And it's because we didn't have conversations like this, I think. And right. we didn't get it in our mind. We didn't change our philosophy. The mind of Christ has to dwell in me, not the, right. I can do ministry. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Wonderful. Well, Brother Waterloo, I think I think we're wrapping up here. What other piece of advice? What last words you want to leave? We, we, we'd love to hear all your wisdom. Dump it on us. It'll only take about five seconds. So that's good. That's really good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, I think just, just a reminder, you know, that it is about Christ, that we really just want to focus on Him. And uh, like we preach to other people, if we can keep our, our focus 
and our measuring stick be him and his word rather than people and ministries it'll just help us tremendously uh, all of us and, and i don't and i think we'll all have to fight it yes. honestly right. until the day we pass away or George jesus comes back because we're human so yeah that's probably the best advice i have for, for this segment i appreciate that Wonderful. yes thank you for your wisdom there you're blessed well, thank you guys Thank you so much for joining us today on Not the Pastor. That book that Brother Waterloo mentioned is called Lead by Paul David Tripp. There's going to be a link to that in the show notes, and I'd sure encourage you to take the time to pick that up and read it, especially the chapter on finding our identity in Christ. Now, if this conversation was a help to you, would you do us a favor and leave us a rating on iTunes? Your rating, along with a review, help others to find this podcast. We would sure love it if you would join us on our Facebook page. You can find us at facebook.com backslash not the pastor. And until next week, we're not the pastor.